Welcome to the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. Today we're talking about poop. Yep, poop. So you have heard me probably say that everybody with Hashimoto's has a gut component and the easiest way to check to see, you know, if you have a gut component or to work on that is to analyze your poop. And if you're not pooping once a day, then that's the first place to start as far as your gut. But what does that really mean? What does it mean to have a normal poop? Esther, what? And I do get this question. So today we're going to talk all about poop. Is my poop normal? And then seven different things to be able to fix it. And you know what? There's no, there's no grossing me out. I started working at a nursing home when I was in my teens. I've worked in the emergency department. I have seen so much stuff. You can't gross me out. So ask me any questions. It's okay. Um, But before we dive into that, let me welcome you officially to the podcast. This is the Health with Hashimoto's podcast, and this is where you will discover true, simple, and sustainable tips so that you can develop better energy. You can develop better health. You can figure out your next step on your path to better health with Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's is not something that stops us from living. It's not something that stops us from having health. You can have health with Hashimoto's and you can increase your health even when you're dealing with Hashimoto's. And guess what? Hashimoto's, it's, it's fixable. Your body is designed to heal. We just have to put it in a state and give it the things that it needs to be able to heal. So let's talk about your gut and specifically about your poop because the poop is a really good way to figure out what's going on in your gut. Is your gut healthy? If your poop is not healthy, then your gut is not healthy. All right, so first let's talk about the Bristol Stool Scale. It is a tongue twister. I can't say it. Bristol Stool Scale. It was developed in 1997 by, obviously, the University of Bristol back um, or in the UK. You can see a picture of it online. You just Google Bristol Stool Scale and lots of pictures will um, pop up for you. It has seven different uh, consistencies, seven different appearances of your poop. And they go from very constipated, which is type 1, to having liquid diarrhea, which is type 7. So type 1 would be separate hard lumps. Like think about rabbit turds or deer turds. You're very constipated. Number two is it's together, but they're lumpy and sausage-like. So those hard lumps, those hard little rabbit turds are squished together. The third one, or Bristol stool scale type three, it's a sausage shape and it has little cracks in the surface. Now this is considered normal. Number three and four are considered normal. Four is a smooth, soft sausage. So number three was sausage but cracks. Number four is smooth, soft sausage. Now number five, you're getting to more uh, diarrhea or lacking fiber. So five is like soft blobs, but there's clear cut edges. So in that case, usually you're lacking fiber in your diet. Six is mushy consistency and ragged edges. A lot of the times this indicates inflammation in your gut. Now, seven is liquid consistency, no solid pieces, unless maybe you ate corn or something that's going to come out solid. And again, that is severe inflammation in your gut. But it's not just how your poop looks that tells us what's going on in there. There are other factors to consider as well. Number one, how often do you go to the bathroom? 
Now, most people who I have talked to in the emergency department think that they're okay. It doesn't matter if they go once a day, three times a day, once every third day, every five days. Everybody seems to think that what they do is normal. Well, let me tell you what normal actually is. I'm not talking common. We're talking about normal, like what is good for your body. Normal is up to three times per day, but at least once a day. Typically, when you eat, it takes about 40, or sorry, 24 hours for that food to go through. So ideally, every time you eat 24 hours later, you're going to have a bowel movement. So that means if you eat three times a day, typically you would have a bowel movement three times a day. If you have less than one bowel movement per day, there's something going on. The second thing you want to think about is how hard do you have to strain or how hard do you have to try to be able to have a bowel movement? You want it to be as effortless as possible. Now, there are things that you can do. For example, a potty stool, I think is what they call it. Basically, you just want your feet up so that your knees are higher than your hips. If you have a squatty potty where you actually like you know, kind of squat on the toilet, so your feet are level with your bum, then that puts your colon in a good um, position and your poop is supposed to come out easier. Now, most people who have grown up with chair type, you know, thrones to poop on, we don't poop well in a squatty potty because it's awkward. So even though it might be anatomically more like, quote, correct, it feels awkward for us. So a lot of people who have grown up sitting to poop struggle to poop if they're squatting. But if you raise up your feet so that your knees are higher than your hips, then it does put your body in a little bit better position to have an easy bowel movement. So that's the other thing to think about is how easy is it to go? How much do you need to strain? Uh, The next thing would be, does it hurt to poop? You should not have pain when you poop. It should not be painful. If it hurts, there's something going on. Another thing is, does your poop sink or float? Ideally, a number three or four on the Bristol stool scale, that's the normal ones, they were mostly sink. If it totally floats, it could indicate that your body is having a hard time digesting fats. It also could mean that you're eating a lot of fat. Usually, your poop should mostly sink. It could, like, partially sink. You know, the end of it could float up. That can be normal. And what about the color? It should be brown. The brown means that your body is releasing bile. The bile kind of acts like soap. It breaks down the fats that you ingest. So your poop should be brown. Mostly, we all know that. If it is green after a day where you ate a ton of vegetables, or if it's red after you drank like a glass of beet juice, you're fine. Those things are normal. If it's green the day after you ate a bright blue candy or bright colored cake, specifically blue, that's also to be expected because our body doesn't have a way to deal with that kind of dye. It's a toxin and it will come out in your poop. 
I have seen parents rush their kids into the emergency department and they have different concerns about poop. One was they were afraid that they had worms. Her daughter had worms. Nope. It was not worms. It was food related. The little girl had eaten a banana the day before and the banana strings did not digest well. And so what was in the diaper? Well, the banana strings, but of course they had turned black like bananas do and they looked kind of like worms, but they were not worms. They were bananas. All right. Um, and side note, those strings, they are edible. You can eat them. There's a special name for them. I think it's like phloem bundles or something. They're edible. They just might not, they might not digest very well. So those are some things to watch out for if you see an abnormal color, especially red or black that you can't explain, please go get checked out. Um, people think that blood in their stool is always going to be bright red. Bright red blood comes from usually right at the rectum. It's very close to the end when your poop comes out because it hasn't had time to change color. If you're bleeding higher up, then that typically comes out and looks black. If you have black poop, you need to go get checked out, especially if it's looking tarry and um, almost sticky. If somebody has a GI bleed, it looks like tar. We call it a tarry black. Um, if you can't explain it, if it looks gross, please go get checked out. So now we come to the part where you get to do something about it. I always want to leave you with true, simple, and sustainable things that you can implement. So what is the first thing to consider? Um, number one, fiber. Fiber acts like a toothbrush for your gut. You wouldn't go very long without brushing your teeth because that would be disgusting. Your teeth would start to feel like they had sweaters, right? Well, your gut also needs some brushing, but we don't go in there with a toothbrush. No, your gut is cleaned out with fiber, kind of acts like a toothbrush. In addition to keeping it clean, fiber also works to bulk up your stool. That way you don't have watery poop. Fiber works all the way across the spectrum too, because it also can work to soften your stool. It does both. It keeps your stool from being too watery. It can also prevent constipation. So how can it do both of these things? Well, that is due to the relationship with water. If you are dehydrated, the fiber in your diet can make you constipated. If you're having, if you're increasing your fiber, increase your water. I worked with one woman and she increased her fiber after she um, listened to one of my uh, lectures and then she got so constipated because she hadn't also increased her water. You need to increase both. So you can increase your fiber by eating a variety of nutrient dense, minimally processed foods. So fruits, veggies, including the veggies skin wherever possible. Um, and then that will help not only your poop, but the fiber and the fruits and veggies help act as a prebiotic, which feed the probiotic. So the probiotics are kind of like the seeds in your garden. They're the, the good guys in your gut. And then the prebiotics are like the garden soil. It's what the, the seeds go into. You need both and fruits and veggies act as the prebiotic. So of course we already talked about fiber and water, but water is the second thing that you can do. Water keeps your digestive system moving. There are a lot of processes in your body that rely on water, of course, and if you're short on water, your body is going to pull extra from your colon. 
So it's going to recycle that water. It's going to pull extra water out of your stool. And that can lead to hard stool, of course, or hard poop. It's hard to push out. It can be painful. So are you drinking enough water each day? Um, general rule of thumb is drink half of your weight, that's in pounds, in ounces each day. So if you're 160 pounds, then you would drink 80 ounces of water at a minimum. The third thing you can do for your uh, poop, which I already kind of touched on, is probiotics. You have a huge garden in your gut. We call it your microbiome. Micro meaning teeny tiny, biome meaning uh, a living environment. So in your microbiome, you have probiotics. Probiotics are super helpful. They help with your digestive system. They also help your immune system and other things. Probiotics are helpful. You can find them in fermented foods. You can find them in fermented drinks like kombucha, kefir. Uh, foods would be yogurt, uh, lacto-fermented vegetables, whether that's pickles, not like the vinegar pickles, but lacto-fermented ones, sauerkraut, if it's homemade, or if it doesn't say that it was, goodness, I don't know how you check sour, um, sauerkraut. There is a way to check it. I think you just have to look on the bottle and see if it says like live cultures or something. All right, so probiotics I talked about, and then stress when we're talking about gut health, when we're talking about your poop, we need to talk about stress. There are so many episodes we have talked about stress, right? Lots and lots. So head back to the library of episodes in this podcast and you will find many about stress. But one of the first things that start to malfunction when you are under stress is your digestive system. And you probably know how your gut responds to stress. Some people are stress poopers. They feel like they need to run to the bathroom when they're under stress. And some people, when they are under stress, they get constipated. So know your own body, but stress impacts how quickly and how well your, your food, your digestive process is working. Uh, another thing to look at when you are trying to heal or you know, encourage your gut to be healthier is magnesium. When I worked at a nursing home back when I was a teenager, we had a bowel protocol. Every single bowel movement in that entire facility was tracked. We had to track if they pooped that day and what it was like. We didn't mark it on a Bristol stool scale because I don't think it was developed yet or not at least you know put out to the world that we knew about, um, but they would get a check mark in their chart. If you didn't get a check mark, if you didn't poop that day for supper, you got what was called prune jam. It was a mixture of prunes and raisins and dates. It was just a very small amount. It was in a little medicine cup, so it was probably less than an ounce. If that resident did not have a bowel movement on the second day, they were given milk of magnesia on that day, again, at supper time. And most people had a bowel movement after this. Um, if you're curious, day three was a suppository and day four was an enema. But most people, it worked after their milk of magnesia. The magnesium, that's where we get the name, milk of magnesia, that magnesium helps relax the gut. It helps with having a bowel movement. In the emergency department, typically people don't come in for constipation after, you know, they didn't poop one day. They will come in after several days, after they're very uncomfortable. And a lot of times we will send them home with a bottle of magnesium citrate. It 
I think you can get it over the counter. It's usually lemon flavored. It's not huge. I want to say it's like maybe eight to 12 ounces, not a very big bottle. Some people, when they drink it, it works right away because that magnesium relaxes the smooth muscle and your gut is mostly smooth muscle. So when it's relaxed, it's going to work better. Did you know that magnesium is one of the top mineral deficiencies in the world? It is. And the problem is with when we don't have enough magnesium in our diet is we get constipated. It's one of the leading causes of constipation. Some studies estimate that 75% of Americans don't meet the recommended dietary allowance for magnesium. And we've talked in previous episodes that the recommended dietary allowance is like getting a D on a letter grade. It's like barely passing. 75% of Americans are not even to that level or not even barely passing. So magnesium is going to help your muscles relax. And of course, your body works better when it is in a relaxed state. So the next thing, tip number six, as far as improving your gut and your poop is to eat mindfully and chew your food. If I'm very comfortable around you and I see you eating along the three G's, gobble, gulp, and go, If I see you eating with those three G's, I might say something. Usually I don't. It it usually is somebody like I'm very comfortable with, like my kids, or um, somebody that I'm working with quite a bit. If I see you gobble, gulp, and go, I might say something because you don't have teeth after you swallow. If you don't chew your food, it's going to get to your stomach and it's still going to be whole. Did you know that people who get something stuck in their throat as far as food and then the the doctor has to pull that out, it's usually the size of a deck of cards. What? Why are you even putting that big of a bite into your mouth? I don't know. And then why didn't you chew it? I don't know. Please don't gobble, gulp, and go. Chew your food. Your teeth have to do the work of, you know, mashing your food, masticating it, making it into the consistency of a smoothie. If you swallow big chunks of food, your gut has to do a lot more work and it can lead to constipation. It can also lead to problems like leaky gut. So eat slowly, eat mindfully, think about what you're doing, smell it, actually taste it. You can only taste it when it's in your mouth too. Another reason to, you know, chew slowly. And also, of course, chew thoroughly. Make sure that it has smoothie consistency before you swallow. A final thing that you can do to help your poop is digestive enzymes. And I don't put this first because all of those other things, you can do them easily. Digestive enzymes would be more of a supplement. I always want you to help your body do what it was designed to do. So eating mindfully and chewing your food is going to help your digestive system work how it's designed to work. Increasing your probiotics in your diet. Yep, you might supplement with those if you're not getting enough in your diet, but you can eat those. Decreasing your stress, increasing your water, um, increasing your fiber. These are all normal parts of life. Digestive enzymes, not so much a normal part of life. Usually you find these in the supplement aisle and some people just don't have enough enzymes and you can play around with this. I took enzymes for a while and a while back, oh, it was, I think episode 
46, I talked about how to evaluate if something is working. Um, a while back, I did try digestive enzymes. I tried it for a full, it was either 30 or 60 days to see if anything was different. Was I pooping any different? I didn't have a problem pooping. I just thought, okay, we know fiber acts like a toothbrush. Well, digestive enzymes also act like a toothbrush and they can help everything work better. For me, digestive enzymes didn't do anything. For some people, they help significantly. Only you can figure that out for yourself. But before you drive to the store or, you know, hop online and order some, do the other things first. Increase your fiber, increase your water, make sure that you're getting pre and probiotics, make sure that you are decreasing your stress, especially right before you eat. You know, take 10 deep diaphragmatic or belly breaths before you eat to relax. Make sure that you're getting enough magnesium in your diet or as a supplement right before bed because like I said, it helps relax muscles. Well, of course, it's going to help you relax when all your muscles are relaxed. It's going to help you relax and you will sleep better. And then number six was eat mindfully and chew your food. Once you've tried all of those things, go ahead and try some digestive enzymes and see if they help your poop if nothing else has. There's always things that we can do on our journey to better health. I hope that you have gotten some great ideas on how to improve your poop through this podcast episode. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional. 